Hey guys, it's Leslie Denise. We're going to get into part four of the workshop. Now, this workshop is a companion to the book, he, a Divorce is Not Failure. You guys can get that on healingafterdivorce.org or actually on Amazon, Kindle. Boop, boop. All right, let's dig in. Let's go. Okay, this section correlates to section four. So it's our chapter four. It's all about what is true. What do I mean by this? Um, you would think that sometimes true things would be absolutes, and sometimes they are, but we're, we're, how we're going to look at this now is through a couple of different lenses. First of all, what most people don't know or understand is that they can actually desire in their heart to do things a certain way. They can think that one way is okay or not okay. And then when they go to think about it or do it, their mind is doing the opposite. So your heart can be and can feel differently about something than your brain. So what's happened here is your neurology of the brain, your habits are actually not able to fully come on board and support what you actually truly, really believe. Typically, this is from conditioning, from you know growing up in a certain home that maybe had certain rules, from growing up in a certain culture, from growing up in a certain religion, from growing up a very particular way, because what we're doing all those years is we're being programmed. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a way of safety and survival. But now that we're adults, what we're coming into is actually stepping into your own power as an adult and also as a human. You're using your innate human capacities and abilities that maybe you've not really exercised in an area like your relationship with yourself and relationships um, in a personal way. Maybe it's really easy for you to make really firm decisions and to see things really objectively when it comes to your job or when it comes to certain certain situations, but to do it whenever it's something that's more emotionally tied, like your family, your relationship, it is a bit more challenging for you. And so what you want to do in this process is look at what is true and Ultimately, we want to begin to align our thoughts and practice new ways of doing things in our head that align with our heart. Now, within the phrase and context of this book, what we're talking about is the concept that divorce is not failure, that it's just a transition in life, that it's a neutral event. There's nothing wrong, good, bad, because there's nothing that tells us that any other way would have been different or better. You know, we have to make decisions really that come to the absolute best we can in that season of life that we're in. One of my close friends says it this way, and I absolutely love this. Even when decisions, we were talking the other day about a decision that was made uh, several months ago, and I was laughing and I was like, you're still, are you still good with that? Are you still good with that decision? And their response was, "Mm, let's just say this. This is, I love this perspective. If you, given if you, given all of the details at the moment, I 100% like did what was true for me and what was right. If you were to ask me today, would I make the same decision? I don't think I would. And it was just very interesting. So it's having this perspective that's higher, that is a bit more aware that we all are making the best decisions that we can in the moment. And so... When it comes to building that trust within ourselves and allowing us to be, allowing the practices and our hearts to begin to anchor in the truth and to relax around the concept of divorce not being failure and divorce being really neutral, divorce being, I don't know, actually a positive experience perhaps because it's going to take you places you never knew you could go emotionally in the best ways. It's going to take you places that really up-level you as a human, as a mom, as a husband, as a partner, 
as even an employee and employer, employer, to be honest, um, especially as a parent, divorce is, can be an up level. It can be something that absolutely catapults and up levels you. And so that's why I really do believe that we can begin to take a perspective on divorce that is allows it to even have some potential in it. Not to say that we're going around encouraging people to get divorced, but now that we've walked that path, yeah, it's within our power to completely redefine what it really means to us, right? Um, and I did take a section, I did take a moment in this book in this section to really bring to light the truth that I believe every human has a right to be in a relationship where they are emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and physically safe. That is a personal belief that I hold. And again, I'm really open to people just having their own belief systems and having their own ways that they see life. And another belief that I really hold is that every human really deserves to live a life that's thriving. And not just super mundane and, oh my gosh, I'm barely making it. I believe you can genuinely enjoy your life. And I believe this because I do it. And also because I lead people into it that come to me that want to work, that that's not really how they feel on a regular basis. And I really believe that you get to be surrounded by people who fully love you. And that really happens when you fully come to loving yourself. You know, you can be very confident and still not have a lot of self-love. That is a possibility. And so whenever you really fully love yourself, you're going to see that reflected back to you. So in the context of what is true, I think it's really for me to kind of navigate this with you. I wanted to really give you the foundation of the way that I see this. And I'm going off this, this perspective that everyone really deserves this. And it is something that you can communicate with your partner about and you guys can get there together as long as you have like the same value system and you really have an honor and respect for each other then i've definitely seen partnerships that somebody might have thought was just never going to make it completely turn around because they both really were able to be there with that um, honor and respect so intimate relationships, I do believe, is a absolute, the safety inside of that is foundational. And I did take a moment in the book to say this too. Um, never, ever be ashamed or feel questionable about whether or not you get support. I think support is like number one of the number one things we as humans can do in every capacity, in relationships, in job, in life. Um, and what I mean by that is whether it's a therapist, a counselor, a coach, a mentor, there's a reason that pro athletes have multiple coaches for various things because they understand that there are people who actually do things in a way and can coach them into being even better versions of themselves in various areas. If coaching and mentoring wasn't something that catapulted you, CEOs and pro athletes would not have them. So always know that getting support is something that I have I have never heard anyone say they regretted doing because it really helped them move through things so quickly it's so much faster and gave them tools that they could use for the rest of their life now it is pretty normal that men (laughs) I'm not picking on you I'm just saying it is in my experience um, a lot of men they have to like sit with that for a while before they find the value in it I will say this I had a client one time and her husband wanted to he finally came around to the idea of working with someone And he asked me, who do you think, who would you recommend as a men's coach? And I said, you know what? Here are three different people. Why don't you look at their stuff and see who you resonate with? Because they're a little bit different and it just depends on what, um, what kind of area of your life you're really, you're really, what direction are we coming from? 
So he looked at him and there was one that he really liked and he joined the gentleman's mastermind and he loved it. And two months in, he was like, I can't believe I waited this long to do it. He said, three years ago, I would have never been willing to pay for this. And now I'm like hoping I can pay for the next six months ahead of time because it's so valuable. And he grew leaps and bounds. And he was also surrounded by other humans who wanted to grow. So it is okay to get support and it's only going to help you, especially in relationships, especially through something like divorce. Guys, don't be afraid to get a coach, to get a mentor, to do workshops. If you're if you're listening to this book and workshop, obviously you are, then you already are in that thought process of, of being open-minded to really allowing the support to catapult you to where you don't end up in quicksand whenever you could have had someone there that easily would have been able to see that, that mud hole that you're about to walk into, <laughs> for lack of a better um, way of saying that. So... Essentially, going back now to this concept of truth, what we really want to talk about is um, these aligning our heart, aligning our soul, aligning that to like the way that we think about things naturally, the way that our mind responds to that around us. It takes some practice, right? And I've said that throughout this workshop, but it absolutely is possible. And when we really commit and we show up to seeing things differently, we will eventually see things differently. And I can tell you that there is massive freedom when you genuinely are so confident and comfortable and at peace and proud of yourself that you experienced divorce and where it took you and where it brought you. There really, you lose the feeling of shame and guilt um, for being divorced or anything like that completely dissipates. It just dissolves. And I think a lot of this can be amplified, you know, whenever there are kids involved, we start thinking or feeling like, oh, the kids, oh, the kids. And it's like, you get to line up with a decision that you did the best you can, including for the kids, utmost for the kids, utmost. Um, so what happens in this place of being true, when we look at what is true, there is truth in the fact that you can begin to look at your former relationship with appreciation. Maybe you're not deeply appreciative. Maybe you're not going to go that far right now, but you're not really looking at that person. You're not looking at in particular experience like this one time they did this and that is not okay. That's not what I'm saying. What we're saying is the basic questions of what do I love about myself now that I learned from that relationship? How do I see things now that is much better because of that relationship? Where are you at in your personal power? So many people come to know themselves more purely and truly, and they come into another level of um, their own personal power when they experience something like divorce. And the entire thing here is that they probably wouldn't have gotten there without the divorce. Divorce a lot of times can be the wake-up call that maybe people needed and maybe their partner was crying for, basically crying out for before the divorce for years. But until the divorce actually happens, the partner's really not able to shift for various reasons. Um, and so it's beginning to look at why you're okay with it, why you're appreciative. You know, and I also mentioned just becoming neutral. And this neutrality towards divorce, it, maybe you don't, can't say that it's good, and but you're kind of over saying that it's bad. You're just neutral towards it. It just is. Um and learning the, and recognizing that in divorce, a lot of times in relationships, our patterns will come up because we need to heal them. 
and they will typically get really highlighted to us in this experience. A lot of times we like to say, well, that person did that over and over and over and over. And it's a pattern. And if we don't heal it, we'll see it repeated. I know personally, I'm definitely the version I am today because of my marriage. And because I was able to show up to the work, I came to a place of, of even of loving myself even more, of appreciating how I was created even more. It really wasn't in regards to and with anything to do with my former partner. It was about how much I grew. And that's what I want to really highlight here to you guys and invite you to look out within yourself without regards to your former partner. What ways have you grown? What areas of you do you now have more clarity around? What areas of you do you um, know yourself better, right? Um, So once you really come in this place where you've made up your mind that you're going to see divorce differently, what I really want you to do here to get this truth anchored into your heart, one of the things I often suggest is just playing with the idea. So we've kind of talked about the subconscious and the conscious mind and how our mind will repeat what it knows. That's the bottom line. Your mind will repeat what it knows, even if what it knows isn't the highest good, even if what it knows isn't the most positive, even if what the mind knows is not the thing that's going to do you the best good. It still does what it knows. It's a pattern. It's a pathway. One of the ways I often describe it is we used to have, when I was younger, we would have trails through the woods. <laughs> and obviously the trail that had been cut for several months, you could run down. The grass was, it, there was bare dirt. There was plenty of room. You weren't going to get scratched as you ran down the down the trail in the woods because everything had already been cut back, right? Now, if I go to form a new trail, it's going to take me several several trips down that new trail, not to mention a lot of work with a machete or some form of what, ha- you know, to cut everything back. Um, to make it where you don't get scratched and where I don't just want to turn back and go to the other trail because it's easier. That's the way the mind works. It will take the path that's already known over the new path that's not really fully formed yet because you're laying down new paths in your brain. You're laying down new responses for yourself. So whenever you do something like play with an idea, like, okay, I'm just going to play with this concept of, of this, it takes the pressure off of the mind so the body doesn't automatically go into what I call contraction. Like, oh, I don't agree with that because the mind will, the body, you can feel it. Sometimes when you're like, yeah, divorce is like, there's nothing wrong with the divorce. A lot of people immediately just like clinch up because it's so against what, how they think, essentially how they feel. Um, but if you're just playing with the idea, if you're like, okay, I'm going to play with this idea. I'm just going to like kind of sit back and like, what if, okay, maybe this isn't, I mean, I don't know. Am I willing to play with the idea? But playing with the idea actually alleviates the pressure. You don't want to put all of this intense pressure on yourself to change your mind and to change the way your body feels all in one day. You can very easily change your mind in a split second. That is very possible. You might have to do some work, and that's really what this book and this workshop is about, to begin to integrate that belief and that way of seeing things into your body so that it does become true for you, fully true, not just lip service. Um, So again, we're going to play with the idea, and this will help us actually relax our subconscious mind so that we can kind of see what it's about. So I call this like really practical application, right? And in the book, you there's a breath work and a contemplation. And I want to share a bit on this for a minute. If you've never heard the term breath work, probably sounds very strange, but your breath is everything. 
It is everything. You can control your breath. You can relax your body with your breath. You can speed up things in your body with your breath. When you can utilize your breath, this free thing that you have, why would you not do it? So we're going to use what we have to take us where we need to go. Okay. So what I suggested in the book was I want you to completely read through this exercise and then go back and you can actually do it for yourself. There's a reason that I have you breathe in a certain pattern. There are certain things that happen within the physiology of the body from doing this exercise. Um, But ultimately, what we're really going to do is get into a relaxed state, and then you're going to begin to ask yourself some questions. And you can keep your eyes closed during this time. But the point is, is you're just letting yourself kind of think through things. And a lot of times when we can relax as part of our subconscious mind and begin to ask these questions, new ideas and new ways of seeing things come in that really didn't have an opening before because we were so tightly um, really tied to how we were already doing things, to how we were already seeing things, to how we already um, thinking and feeling about things. So when we are able to relax the body using our breath or whatever, but in this place we're in breath, then um, then you are able to really move into allowing that space for that subconscious to relax. Okay. Um, and after this, I want you to jot down any answers that you might have. Um, if it's in the car, if you're, you're not going to do this in the car cause you have to close your eyes, but you can also use your voice notes on your phone, but it is important that you at some point go back and write. There's something that happens in the brain whenever the hand is moving on the paper. There's a focus that happens and some other things with the reticular activating system of the brain. You need to actually write old school pen, pencil to paper. Okay. So write down the thoughts that you got and you can do this exercise more than once. You can do it um, once every day, and then you can begin to bring new questions in for yourself. This breathwork exercise is something that you can actually add into a daily space in your life. And if you do that, then I'll be really interested to see what kind of opens up for you, what shifts for you. Um, Most people, their level of calmness really elevates, their level of peace will elevate, their ability to respond rather than react will elevate. Not to say every single time, but as they begin doing it, they notice like, oh, a few times here, I really responded more than reacting. Um, And so it's really supportive to be able to utilize your breath in those various ways. Um, You can also, I want you to know here that really the body will follow the mind. And you know, this is something that can be seen in movies. When you watch something scary, your whole body gets anxious. If someone... um, If you start really thinking about something, you can get yourself angry. (laughs) Uh, You can also start thinking about something and get yourself really happy, right? So the, with this knowledge of the fact that the body will follow the mind to a degree, the body, the mind can also learn to check in with the body on what's really happening. The mind can, does have that capacity, And if this is through these different practices and these different hands-on techniques that we're going through in this workshop, you are beginning to train yourself into a new level of self-awareness. So when you really do want to calm your body down, take a deep breath in and exhale very slowly. Another really helpful technique, let's say you are in a conversation with your former partner or maybe with your children Um, Or maybe you just got a text message about, you know, what something, what part of the divorce that's just lights you up. You can 
take a deep breath in and you want to picture a ball of light um, in your head. And as you breathe out, push that ball down through your body, down through the soles of your feet into the earth. And you can do that a couple of times. And what that will do is that will actually ground your energy and it will create some clarity for you in that moment. And you will, again, open up the space that allows you to respond from a place of truth rather than react from an emotional trigger. Okay. So another thing that I go into in section four is the game, what if? Again, I'm all about relaxing that subconscious. When we are aware the subconscious exists, which is that the subconscious mind is that part of us that just does what it's always done. It's that part of us that drives the car home and we kind of checked out. It's that part of us that, oh, we did that thing and we don't even know why we did it. It's simply our patterns, okay? Your subconscious mind is your patterns. And when... But it can be really tight on the mind, right? Because we see things so tightly one way, a lot of times we won't have room for new ideas, which is where we took that breath work, relax the mind, ask the questions. Another thing is I introduce is this game of what if. Again, this game of what if, we're not saying for sure, okay, we're going to start doing this thing. We're not making any hard decisions. We're not asking ourselves to think a new way. We're simply saying what if. And again, it relaxes that part of the mind that just knows how it wants to do things. This is such an innate human power that you have and that you can use consistently. And I do know, I really feel like there's so many things that are in this book and in this workshop that you might not know what to implement first or you want to implement all of them. And three days later, again, you're back to kind of the way it was. Start with one or two things and go from there. If you want to do all of them, that's awesome. Don't get angry with yourself if you have to, again, recommit. It's that ability to recommit to your own practices and to your own way of seeing things and to the own adjustments in your life that really are going to make a difference. And it's not we're not doing it with anger. We're not doing it with shame. We're simply going, oh, oh yeah, I forgot I wanted to do that thing. I can recommit. Is there any way as I recommit, you know, I'm only four days in and already forgot for two days. Um, what if I set some alarms? What, maybe alarms would help me. What if I, you know, you can set alarms, you can create post-it notes, you can create different triggers that will help support you in helping you remember the way that you want to do things now, helping you consciously bring some conscious awareness to how you're navigating it. So with this whole concept of, of re-navigation, you know, it's so important that we allow ourselves to have positive possibilities, especially in the process of something like divorce. I think creating space for positive possibilities and then also really supporting those with actual things we're doing, with practices, with decisions, with mentorship, all of those things are going to only help us out in the process. They're going to move us faster through it. We're going to, we're going to move through it in a much healthier way. We're going to have more inner peace. And again, the heart of all of this is that's the version of ourself that we bring to our kids and to the world. If you decide that you're going to do this, but then you really don't actually give some thinking time to how you're going to integrate this into your life, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to do that, but you don't create, give yourself another five or 10 minutes to go, okay, where am I going to do this in my life? Am I going to do it in the morning? Am I going to do it in the evening? Am I going to do it on my lunch break? Am I going to write? Am I going to just breathe? If you need to give yourself an actual five or 10 minutes to decide where you're going to do what in your day, because if you don't make that decision to actually create the integration time 
it's going to be very, you're going to decrease the chances of you sticking to it, right? So if you make the decision to do it, but then you, for whatever reason, opt not to, it's going to be pretty tough when there's a really emotional day or situation that you don't just automatically revert back to old patterns and old ways of doing things and old opinions about yourself, about your partner, about your kids, all of these things. So again, it's being willing to do the things that really, really support you and support how you want to feel and where you really want this experience and how you want to have this experience. If you want to have a very low down, I'm going to say low down for lack of a better word. If you want to have a dreary experience, that's available to you. If you want to have the most positive growth experience, you that's also an option for you. But it's ultimately going to come down to what you really want to experience. And then are you really willing to be committed? Are you really willing to show up? Are you willing to do the things that allow that to be your experience? And you can. It's right there. It's nothing but a decision away. It really is just a decision away. And know this. It might take some time and effort, okay? But you you really can establish a new truth in your mind and body. We cannot leave the body out. All right, guys, we cannot leave the body out. It can be done, especially, especially when it's your truest desire of all. 